Welcome to the Unfinished Business, a podcast brought to you by Talbert and Talbert. Nice to have you join us this Sunday evening, the 17th day of the new year. On the eve of a national holiday to celebrate the legacy and life of the late great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., parades and gatherings will come to a halt. Social activities to honor this great man will be limited to online Zoom commemorations. Hopefully, COVID-19 will not overshadow this great man in American history. Next up, securing the grounds. Efforts are underway to protect the White House. Security is ramped up as threats of violence in the inauguration has been reported by news outlets. U.S. troops have been called upon to protect the nation's capital from, from harm and to protect us. Up next, we'll turn our attention to local, city, and state coronavirus numbers. The numbers soar and the pandemics continue to swell. In up-to-date news, California, known as the epicenter, there has reported confirmed cases of 2,976,476 coronavirus cases, resulting in 33,379 deaths reported by conformed sources. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty staggering. That's a pretty staggering amount of uh, deaths and a pretty staggering amount of cases. That's heavy. That's very heavy. So I'm joined here on set by my new counterpart, uh, who today will uh, cover men's health and sports. The topic is prostate health, which is a serious disease and which affects over 14 million men per year by the time they reach the age of 80. Nearly every man will experience some symptoms of BPH in their lifetime as your prostate grows as you age. Uh, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm just waiting for you to set me right up. And, uh, you know, some two things that we do try to ignore, or I, I try to, but we, we actually ignore as minorities and just men in general. Uh, the two major things I think is our health and then also therapy. We have mental things in your capacity going on when you're not really trying to address it you feel like you're just too man enough to handle it yourself and you don't seek that help and sometimes when you do it might be just too late so i like to kind of go over some of the, the symptoms that people might i guess when you're feeling it your early signs of what you should probably go to your doctor and try to check it out and see if you need the screening and see uh, what what needs to be done, you know, what's the next step for you, you know. So um, I know we've we've had some, some of those conversations on over the past couple of weeks because uh, me being the younger statesman of the, of the group, I haven't had to deal with some of those things. So what, what would be some of the symptoms that you should try to look out for um, to figure out if you need to go get checked or when's a good age what what would you say is the the best time to start knocking on that door well the best time to start knocking on the door is definitely around 40 ish because what happens is uh it'll start to affect your uh, your life your quality of life generally when you sit down you'll feel it it's 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 tissue it's a massive tissue kind of uh, it doesn't protrude out your body like a hemorrhoid would do, but it would give you a lot of stomach, lower left quadrant stomach uh, pains uh, or discomfort. You always feel like you're always full, always feel like your bladder is full, always feel like the need to uh, urinate. And uh, once that starts to happen, and once you start to get up in age, everything starts to go downhill. What's going to happen is uh, 
you will start to experience a lot of urinate in the middle of the night. You'll start to experience all that discomfort. And then once you get diagnosed with you know, the disease, uh, it's it's not a bad process. You know, um, some of us get it and we take medicine. Some when the medicine fails, we we um, we we start to run the measures. But the the first thing you should not do is ignore it because it's going to affect your entire life. It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your sex life. It's going to affect your your entire life. So you end up with more problems not not addressing it than you would by addressing it. Um, I speak firsthand because I went through three surgeries uh, with prostate, bladder, and obstruction of of uh, your bladder neck. When you have an obstruction of your bladder neck, what happens is you won't be able to pee. It'll close up on you. All of a sudden, it closes up on you. If that happens, then basically you're just going to be full of poison. You're going to basically uh, just waiting, waiting to die. Uh, and yeah, that's your your kidneys and your liver. Uh, that's like the next stage because you got blockage, and if you're not able to release those toxins, uh, you begin to, like you said, kind of get the rot inside of you, and you, you need to start definitely headed to a doctor right at that point. Yeah, you you have to understand that you know it'll cause infection. Once you get infection in your in your in your urinary tract, so you end up with a UTI. It'll go probably. Uh, from your urethra, which is a tube that carries uh, the urine out of your body, it'll work its way upward. So what happens is it'll go to your urethra, to your kidneys, to your liver. And once it hits your liver, that's it. You know, you you may die. You you and if you know God willing, you may not. But why send yourself through all of those uh, problems when you don't have to? And um, you can just go to the doctor. I know a lot of my friends, man. I'm not letting no doctor stick his finger up my butt. Like, well, hey, man. Well, I mean, that's your prerogative, but I don't think it's that's a good choice. What we were talking about, what I was, uh, opened up with the two things that we, as minorities or just men in general, try to avoid, and that's the doctor or the therapist. And we always tend to feel like we we have the answers, but sometimes you, you can't, can't have it all. No, and, and I'm glad, like, uh, mental health is not, you know, a death sentence you know it's something that you would want to do i took i take classes uh also you know at least i have some experience on what i'm speaking about because i took two different courses on uh cpt which is cognitive uh process thinking and it's a, it's a mental health class i have two certificates just recently uh on those two uh classes so you don't want to negate or or not get into what you're feeling because these are your feelings emotions are your feelings they you know you just don't let them loose or they'll go crazy and run around in your head and get loose and now you can't control them for sure well just to kind of put a, a wrap on uh, the prostate issue if you have these five early warning signs i would suggest you go see a physician and like uh, uncle saying at 40 uh, it would probably be if you have it by that point probably be a good time to get a check the five things that they will say is uh painful or burning sensation during urination or ejaculation frequent urination which he, which he spoke on uh particularly at night and, and difficulty stopping or urination sudden erectile dysfunction and blood in your urine or semen that erectile dysfunction they go your sex life brother your wife gone 
<laughs> so go ahead. It might be a wrap for you. <laughs> might be a wrap for you. She may be having the man next door, the poor man. So yeah, uh, I would advise you go ahead and get checked out. Sure. So uh, we. Uh, wait, I'm with ahead. you. I'm with you. I, I wanted to. Uh, we, we, we'll circle off the the prostate and the health and go into the sports. I like to call it Mike's two cents. And uh, these are my two cents of this playoff weekend. Of course, we enjoyed four great games this weekend. Uh, I don't think we could have gotten any better matchups. Um, we now see the Bills and KC will face off next week in the AFC Championship. Uh, the Bills showed me that they could, their defense can travel. I kind of questioned that in the beginning of the, the playoff run uh, because a lot of teams put up points on them. They'll play uh, KC, who definitely is uh, able to put some points on them, uh, depending on Mahomes' health going into this next game. Uh, KC has to, I think, prove that they can run the ball. I think they ran about 24 straight plays passing in this last game um, to win 17-3 against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think you can do that against KC, uh, especially going on the road. Um, that's going to be tough to do. You know, when you play in the playoffs and you're particularly on the road, have to pack running game you have to pack your defense uh so that'll be tough but like i said it, it'll be uh interesting to see if kc has mahomes ready to go he took a, a really big shot in that game and uh it was probably more coaching that kind of uh got him over the hump in that last game that that fourth <laughs> that fourth down play man that, that took a lot of cojones by uh andy reed to not only call it with your backup quarterback but actually draw something that they can execute and they got that done uh Tyree Hill is a monster um and then uh the NFC Green Bay dispatched uh the Rams pretty easily it was a game uh, for three quarters but you could tell that Green Bay was in control of that thing throughout the 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 whole game I mean it was just it was, they, they were kind of just running practice I, I looked at it as that they were just trying out things for whatever they were going to face in the NFC championship the Rams just were too one-dimensional could not stretch the field whatsoever they were running the ball defense did not show up number one defense looked uh, like they couldn't match up uh, as well as they could against the, the likes of the Seahawks so Green Bay will host Tampa Bay who dispatched the uh, New Orleans Saints this past weekend uh, that, that was a great game Possibly Drew Brees' last game, unfortunately, through a pick as his last pass in New Orleans. So we'll see if that will give him the itch to come back and try it again. But, you know, we got to give it up to Brady, switching teams, uh, switching conferences, and getting the job done, winning that game 30 to 20 on the road in a hostile environment like New Orleans. That is insane, insane work. And uh, I think. We have to give him the uh, the win in the Belichick versus Brady matchup. And uh, <laughs> I just came over my ticker as we're speaking. Chargers just hired the Rams defensive coordinator <laughs> oh, wow. to be their head coach, Brandon Staley. Young guy. I think I'm older than him, actually. And he's got an NFL gig. So there's that. Mike's two cents. Uh great playoff weekend look forward to the AFC and NFC championships next week and uh, we'll see what, what we got oh, okay yeah I, I do want to elaborate on the uh, the Bills Ravens game that that game was pretty wild wild because um, 
uh, Lamar Jackson, I feel sorry for him. And that pick six he threw, man, that guy, uh, uh, Johnson took that, that ball back uh, 105 and yards. Play, and I don't know if you remember, the play before that pick six, he had a wide open Brown in the end zone. And, and the pressure, he short threw it and it hit the ground. But just in a, a quick second, how how your fate could change. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they would have right there. Yeah, I know how the tables can turn, but I just felt bad for him. And then when he was racing down the sideline, trying to catch the guy, he took a bad angle, took the bad angle. The guy kind of stopped, looked at him, and went on into the end zone. That, and that, was, that was pretty embarrassing, you know. Uh, but he's a young man. He'll be back next year. We look forward to seeing him. You know, he is uh, a reigning uh, MVP of the league. So, uh, for sure. He's got a lot of football left in him. He's only, what, 24, 25 years old. And like you said, already in three years, already has an MVP. Already looks like uh, he's got a team that he could lead to great, bigger things. Um, it's a young, a young quarterback's league right now, and he's he's right at the top of that. Yeah, we move along to KC. Uh, uh, the Chiefs. Well, Andy Reid, he has a whole slew of people who's come off his branches of his tree. There's a lot of coaches in the league who has. Um, came down and through his pipeline so uh, he's an outstanding guy he's more like a Nick Saban coach that coaches in the NFL he's an outstanding guy he's a gambler <laughs> he will gamble on you and he will make you look stupid so yeah. uh, with that being said Andy Reid shout out to Andy Reid he's, he's, he's a great quarterback uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, that hit he took uh, it seemed like he was moving forward his head was moving forward and I think he went face first and hit the turf, kind of knocked him out, made him a little woozy. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully he's all all well. Uh, the Rams, uh, I love Aaron Donald. Uh, just he couldn't get it done. I don't know if he was health reasons, but he couldn't get it done. Uh, uh, he's just a bad, you know. He's just a bad man. Um, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, probably defensive uh, player of the year once again. I think he'll be like the first guy in history to win it four years in a row. Uh, he's he's Hall of Fame bound already. He's still young. He's still got a lot left in the tank. Right. Um, it's just the Rams. I don't know. It just seems like they since they're running the Super Bowl. There's always it's been something. It's always been something that's kind of like kept them away from winning that big game. I don't know if they might have to reevaluate their quarterback situation. I know Golf came in there with a with a bad thumb, but I mean he was slinging that ball. Uh, yeah, but they had, to go, they had to go up against Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers is a tough guy. Yeah, he, he, he's one guy that uh, he's hard to deal with. So that that I do understand, and I do uh, wish that uh, Patrick Mahomes get done uh, well really quickly. And uh, we'll turn our attentions to a segment we're going to call Bad Performers. <laughs> oh, man, we got to talk about this. My nephew does not like the Nets. I don't know why. They got James Harden. They got Kyrie Irving. They got Kevin Durant. Oh, my God. How can how can you not like it? I just don't like the Nets. I, I, I'm a Knicks fan, so anything that, that comes into the city, into the state of New York, I can't like them. It's like I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Mets fan. I well, don't like the hey, Nets. listen, Walter like Reed is not coming back out that tunnel anytime soon, so uh, you got to move past that. Yeah, but I can't like the Nets. I mean, that's that's our rival. Uh, they just beat us a couple days ago without Harden, without uh, Irving, and that just made made me hate them even more. Uh, you know, it's one of those teams where you know 
they they kind of infiltrated the city and they're trying to take hold of the state of New York as the basketball team with the Mecca. And so I just can't I can't I can't sign up for that. I gotta I gotta push back on everything Nets worthy. I will say this though, uh, as much as I do hate them, I do have to say that KD. This is this is not hyperbole. This is real talk. KD, in my opinion, is the most efficient basketball player in NBA history. What I mean by that is he takes shots, and nine times out of ten, is probably going to go in. He, he just he never has like one of those, you know, uh, I would say Kobe or uh, LeBron, even. Uh, Dwayne Wade, all, all of the great scorers, they would take about 30 shots a game or something like that and probably make about 12, 12 to 15. He, If he takes 30, he's probably going to make 24 to 25 of them. He's just that efficient. Well, he's he efficient wanted. because he's rangy. He's long. He shoots the ball, you know, at the height. He has good technique. So he's well he's well taught and through his years of, of, of I mentioned, I can imagine he's played 20 years of basketball. So so he, you know, he's perfected, you know, the elbow, the shot, the wrist. He's perfected uh, the type of shot that. I mean, you've had a little bit more experience of watching basketball than I have, and have you seen that efficiency over a, a, a course of a career? He's been like this since day one, since he stepped on the floor as a Sonic and turned into the OKC Thunder to Golden State. Now I remember, I remember him in Texas. I was like, who is this kid with? With, with who is this guy? And he showed his mom, and he showed his story. I was like, "Wow, this guy is great already." But when, question: Have you seen anybody that efficient since no since basketball? No, I have not. That, that's my point. I, I think that's just, I can't hate on that. I can hate on the Nets, but I can't hate on that. I can't hate on efficiency. I got. I'm not blind. Okay. I, 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 facts when it comes to his game. His game is lethal. Even with Harden, Harden is a good player, but I don't put him on that level. Harden will be the guy that I'm talking well, about. Well, Harden just did it. Harden is the first person to do a triple double with 32 points the other day uh, while trading teams. So you, I know you can't hate on Harden. No, no. I'm just saying he's just not on that level. I think that I, there's a little bit of a gap. He's a scorer. He's, he's okay. a scorer. Buckets. But it, it, it Harden don't probably, play defense. Harden does not play defense. KD is a full package. And he's firing off and they're going in. Okay. Well, let's talk about you. Uh, who you hate on? I, I know we had a little discussion with <laughs> your text, and um, <laughs> yeah, there's a team that won, you know, with a backup quarterback, and uh, you don't like their starting quarterback. Who that might be? Well, why? I can't say. Listen, listen, listen. I can't say I do not like Patrick Mahomes. How can you not like a man who makes five hundred million dollars? I would be insane. But there's just something about him that really ticks me off. You know how something like, how does this guy run around, jump up in the air, throw the ball, throw it left-handed, throw it sideways, and it always seems to find its target. It, it, I feel I like I appreciate a, those type of things, though. You ain't supposed to hate on those type of things. Those are things that you ain't listen, seen before. Those are things you ain't seen before, so you got to appreciate it a little bit. Well, listen, sometimes... Uh, life works like that. You, you have people who who, who don't like uh, <laughs> perfection. Uh, I like the guy. I do. I do make bad comments about him because I. I, I it mind-boggling how these things happen. Like how did he, how did he just do that? But then I have to think. Well, he may be ambidextrous. He's a baseball player. He's an athlete, and uh, 
I mean, there have been plenty of athletes and ambidextrous players in the NFL, and they don't be looking like Patrick be looking. Yeah, I but I, I, you know, I might. Russell I might, is a baseball player, and he don't look nothing like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that. he might have to have me uh, rethink uh, the way I think about him. But I do want to wish him a very well quick recovery. I hope he's. Uh, it seems like he's okay because I seen him tweet out to the other gentleman who had tackled him and told him that it's all good, brother. The guy uh, who. who uh, wasn't a dirty play. He just tackled him. It looked like to me that he went face first down to the turf, and uh, that, that kind of con- that kind of concussed him. So, so it wasn't dirty. He he did respond back to the gentleman by saying, uh, "The same thing." Circle back to Lamar. Same thing happened with Lamar. Lamar went out with the concussion. You know, these things happen in football. That's the risk they take, and they, they put them pads on. You know, it could be little one of those. Uh, plays where you like, man, that didn't really look too hard, but I mean, these guys are going 100 miles per hour in every play, especially and particularly in the playoffs. Well, I so, get it. And they're like horses, you know, a horse is a, is a really delicate uh, athlete, you know, like they they a horse is an athlete. A horse is a really delicate athlete, and uh, he can snap, he can step on a snail and break his leg. It's just, you know, just that that simple. So I do, I do understand, and I do, uh, I do have an appreciation for uh, Patrick Mahomes a, a, a little bit now, uh, but Andy Reid is sure. a, Andy Reid is the beast. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, one second, twenty-one minutes in, I, I think I just heard some appreciation for Patrick Mahomes. I've been trying to convince him for seventeen weeks, people, and now he now he's coming on my side of things. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, uh, for this week. We, we almost to the end. We're, we're, who are you putting Haslam in for? Who, who would you say you done watched a little bit of football this weekend? I don't know if you watch any hoops or it, politics um, and uh, and life. Who 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 are you put Haslam I, I, in? I'm, I'm gonna put. Uh, I gotta put Haslam in for uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Why 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 is that? Well, because Haslam just uh, distributes a, a certain kind of uh, respect. He, he's not uh, arrogant. He doesn't incite violence. He's, he's mild-mannered. He seems like he, he has good temperament to be able to uh, control situations. Who's your take? Who you like? Let me see. I thought about a few people, but I'm going to go. You went political. I'll go sports-wise. I think I'm going I'm to I'm carry on with Kyrie. I think oh I, I, my God! The until, best dribbling until, basketball point guard in the history, brother, and find out like what's going on out here. One week he's he's close to playing, he's thinking about playing, and I mean you talk about five hundred million. Mahomes got this man got a hundred twenty something million to play ball, and uh, apparently he was upset about the the rioting, and, and as if he's the only person in the world that's upset about the rioting. So he he figures that. He's going to make the statement by not playing. I mean, talk well, about he's it. using his voice. He's using his voice as a platform. But go but ahead. You, but do you think that what he's is he actually using his voice or is he just not playing? Well, I heard that he was running for office in New Jersey. That's that's what I heard. That's what the news sources are saying. Well, that's what they're saying. But I, have we heard what his platform is? What is he talking about? All we're hearing is from you know two second. Uh, Things from when hurt horse and, and all of these people on ESPN, but we ain't, or or maybe a tweet here and here and there, but we haven't heard anything that's concrete to suggest 
that he's actually going to go forward that. And if he does go forward that, God bless him. What does that mean for this new Nets team? I mean, I'm happy if he wants to do that as a Knicks fan. I mean, go ahead. Uh, I'll be your your, your VP if you want it. If you right. want to roll that. But, uh, you know, let, let the people know. Let us know what's going on so we can get you off this Haslam segment. Oh, you're going to take him off the Haslam segment. I do, I, I do, and we must not lose sight of a man who got caught up in this whole uh, transfiction, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he just, he just like went into obscurity or seclusion, but I know he's somewhere working on the back end of these uh, topics that we discussed in the African-American community. And we want to wish him, we want to wish him well as well, because I haven't heard his name in the media uh, lately. But I know he's and working in the in in, in brilliant in that. does that man look today? Oh man, he yeah, he looks like two. he's looking like Einstein, man. He look like Einstein. Yeah, big ups to Cap, man. Everybody, uh, if you can or if you haven't, if you if you if you have the opportunity, check out his platform. He's got websites all over the place. He's helping and supporting all sorts of stuff, causes to to help minorities and those in need. And um, like I said, I think he's looking like a genius now. All those who doubted him just were kneeling. Um, now, uh, over here, taking over Capitol buildings, where the same people who were talking about patriotism and all this, that, and the third about him kneeling. And look what they did with their patriotism. So, yeah, there's that. Go support Cap. Right, absolutely. So uh, we're going to sign out of here, and uh, you can quote us on that. Uh, we'll hear back from you all. We thank you for joining us. To all a good night, and we look forward to hearing from you. Peace out. See you in a week or two. Absolutely.